Welcome to the Sellernomics Podcast, where we share valuable tips and information in the Amazon and e-commerce space. Each week, we deliver the best interviews with some of the top Amazon personalities in the industry to help you grow your business. Today's episode is brought to you by Gatita, the global leader in FBA auditing and reimbursements. Get $400 in free FBA reimbursements at gatita.com slash sellernomics. And now, here are your hosts, Rob Stanley and Lisa Kinski. Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of Sellernomics. My name is Lisa Kinski. I'm joined by my co-host, Rob Stanley. And we have with us today a guest named Alex Karianis. He is with the company Lazat. It is an ads agency based out of the UK. But today we're going to be talking about tips to succeed on Amazon in 2024. So let's go on ahead and bring Alex on. Alex, how are you doing? I'm good. Thank you very much. How is everyone doing? Doing very doing well. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much. We're very excited to have you here. So, um, Alex, tips for success. I mean, let's, you know, we're at the end of the year now. What do sellers need to be doing to either, you know, tie a bow on 2023 to be ready for 2024? Or what's the first thing they should do in 2024? I mean, what are the fundamental steps for success? Yeah, I mean, uh, it it all obviously comes down to um, its individual seller, but there is a lot of commonalities between what we see um, in best performing sort of accounts. Uh, so um, one one great tip I would say is doing their homework. Uh, obviously, you've got quite a lot of data from 2023. Uh, how did the year go? How did some of your uh, main best sellers perform? How did some child destinies perform? Uh, so that's definitely one. And uh, comparing this with last year, uh, we will uh, uh, want to have a look, especially on things like the competition. So have there been new competitors added into the industry? Has there been any movements in prices? I mean, there's quite a lot of uh, tools and resources within Amazon uh, to help you assess this uh, as well as outside of Amazon. So that helps a lot. Um, obviously, having a look at branding and marketing. Uh, so sometimes people get carried away thinking it's just an Amazon business, but in reality, it's an actual business. So functions like branding, marketing, uh, customer experience, and, and so on are very important. So what are elements that you would want to add uh, in 2024 to further enhance this customer experience and increase your sales? Video is going to be something very big. I'm, I'm sure a lot of sellers have been hearing this uh, lately from, from Amazon, and there's some exciting news around that space. Um, analyzing your reviews. Uh, now, that is an area where um, not many sellers do, but it's actually very, very important. Understanding not only the good uh, reviews, but also the bad reviews, uh, that helps fuel uh, future developments of a product. So that's also quite important. There's there's quite a few ways of doing this. You can actually just extract those key reviews and put them on, on, a, on an AI tool to get the, the report or do it manually, depending on your team size and, and how much you want to uh, dive deep into it. Uh, obviously, inventory forecasting is very important. Uh, you're probably going to have a much better uh, realization of what you're going to be selling next year based on uh, last year's performance. And if you have uh, further years back uh, data even better. So that can help you actually start the conversations with your suppliers in terms of uh, pricing and when you need matches and, and how you want to basically 
restock. And, and obviously, uh, depending on the level of the sellers and how big they are, uh, global expansion is, is another option, especially uh, the UK, which is the, the other side of the Atlantic. And it's actually one uh, a very big market and an, and an easy market, I would say, for US sellers to enter. Uh, that's just some things from the top of my head. Yeah. And, and I like that you mentioned, you know, uh, focusing on you're going to get a pretty good idea of how well your product is going to sell in the new year, looking at historical data and right. having those, you know, conversations with your suppliers about MOQs and, you know, things. But I think you made a good point, too, about looking at the reviews, because so often just as a consumer, I look at the reviews of a product and it's, well, I bought this for my grandson for Christmas. Oh, I bought this for my daughter for Christmas. And they write a review on whether they loved it or the sizing was wrong or if it's a child's toy, if it broke right away. So that's mm -hmm. a great time at the beginning of the new year to say, hey, we we want to improve the quality of this and I'm also going to need more of it, you know, et cetera. So um, really really kind of diving into what happened in the last 12 months is, is great. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to see what, what comes out of that. Um, Rob, what questions do you have? As I always love to hear what you have as like a seller's perspective, cause it's always, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I got something I, I was going to ask Alex. So, you know, Alex with, with sellers, it's, I've seen, I've seen times when we get to January and regarding advertising and like pay-per-click type or, you know, keyword type stuff. Sometimes they'll just cut it off. January the 1st, they'll just be like, okay, you know, holidays are over. Uh, we're good. Shut it off. So what have you seen or what kind of advice could you give when it comes to advertising? Should they keep that advertising going into January or is it maybe product specific? Uh, what, have, what have you seen? And what kind of advice can you give on that? Uh, I mean, advertising really is not something that you want to be stopping at any point on Amazon. It's just a conversation of what level you want to be investing, what ROAS you want to be getting back, and you want to be starting the new year on the right foot. Um, so obviously, uh, our advice would be never to, to stop advertising, uh, even towards the end of December or the first week of January. Uh, obviously, adjust it accordingly and, uh, and have your budget caps, your daily, your weekly, your monthly, and so on, to be able to um, maintain the ROAS and the ACOS and the spend that you want to be doing. But this is going to help you maintain the BSR, your sales velocity, and put you in a very good position to start the new year from with a head start, I would say, uh, rather than trying to do some catch up, especially carrying yeah. the momentum, obviously, from Christmas and and uh, the holiday season. That's that's actually quite big. Yeah. So maybe if they have a product, though, is that's maybe seasonal, maybe it was during the holidays. It, it is a hot item that particular time of year. You could always see them maybe throttle down a little bit on the spend of that particular yeah. item. But maybe, you know, it's depending what they're selling, it, it could be they're getting ready to throttle up on certain things because you know, here in the US, for instance, as we start getting out of the uh, winter and into more spring, you start seeing a lot of baseball, a lot of different sports kicking in. So I could definitely see that. Plus, you you don't want to lose that ranking for sure. So yes, absolutely. Yeah, very, very, very correct. Cool. Awesome. And then what about uh, just kind of covering a little bit of differences? Uh, you know, you, you said that you help a lot of Amazon sellers in the US and also in the UK. Well, what kind of differences have you seen uh, tip wise? Like maybe there's some differences between selling in the US that maybe going into Q1 or first part of 2024 uh, would be some advice you might give different uh, for UK versus US. Yeah, well, um, to be honest, it's uh, well, there. There are there are some some slight differences, I would say. Obviously, uh, language is one of them, even though it sounds uh, a bit silly. But the more we uh, 
each year Amazon is becoming more competitive. There's more companies like uh, like my company, for example, that helps sellers grow. So therefore, the competition for keywords becomes very intense. So therefore, what you want to optimize in terms of keywords, you really, even if it's English and English, you really want to do local keyword research in the UK. Uh, as uh, Not just transfer what has been working in the US, doesn't mean it's going to be working necessarily in UK. Different competition, yep. different country, uh, and so on. Uh, in terms of advertising now, I do find that in US, it's a bit more uh, fierce, I would say, uh, rather than in, in the UK side of things. Obviously, it depends on the industry uh, uh, and etc. But I would say, in general, uh, US is probably the number one uh, most uh, competitive uh, Amazon marketplace and the biggest one, obviously. Um, so that's probably some of the quick, uh, I would say, um, differences that yeah. I see between these uh, marketplaces. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Features, sorry, sorry, just uh, forgot to say. And obviously, features is one of them. A lot of new cool features are always added in US, and then we have to wait a bit longer to get them uh, in in UK. Uh, so that's that's another one. So, you being first to utilize these features, uh, abandoned cart retargeting, awesome feature that's been quite quite recent on Amazon. We don't tend to get it in well, we don't get it in UK at least last time that I checked. Uh, so that's also a main difference hmm. yeah and yeah. and like i like what you said because people always say okay where are the easiest places to expand to if you're selling on amazon us it's mm -hmm. canada and in the uk because we speak the same language but mm -hmm. with the even just the different spellings between the us and and the uk like favorite has a u in there that we don't use or yeah. like a baby stroller is called a pram and so nobody's gonna be <laughs> yeah. looking for buggy. stroller or a buggy yeah buggy. so you've, you've got to look for those localized spellings and keywords and phrases and really tailor it to your audience um yeah. what else can sellers do to verify like the product market fit when expanding to the UK? Because I know that their weather is quite different. So if you have a summer product, it might not sell quite as well over there. So um, what would be your your tips for conducting that research? Yeah, so that's actually uh, quite an interesting question. So um, ex expanding into another country uh, is, uh, is a very big step for, for any business of, of any size. So really, again, you want to go back to the basics and doing your homework. What I mean by this is, what is your total addressable market? Uh, how big is it? What's your competition? What is the price per unit, price per dosage? Is there seasonality? Um, what's your competition looking? How many entered last year? What's the reviews? All of these play an important role because then uh, you cannot assess whether, for example, a product is going to do well in the UK due to weather, but what you can assess is, are people selling a similar product to ours, making good money on Amazon in UK, for example? And in which case, it kind of answers your main question, uh, which is if it makes sense for us to be selling there. Um, so that's that's a, a yeah. quick way uh, of, of assessing it. I'm, I'm going to do a quick follow-up to that and ask you, mm -hmm. you know, when an Amazon seller, let's say, in the US is expanding in the UK, uh, what about like compliance and, uh, you know, I know there's like different VATs and things like that. What are a couple of things they should be aware of uh, as far as either compliances or terms of service or things that are different as they transition from the US to UK? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, 
a few years back uh, when I started selling on Amazon, it was a bit easier to um, to sell in many marketplaces. The, the legislative requirements that were on Amazon were much less than what they are now. So uh, it was much easier to get ungated or get certificates or SDS and things like that. Now there has been a lot of uh, issues with uh, overseas uh, companies uh, selling on, on Amazon and then not paying the tax and then leaving the Europe or UK. So there's been a lot of measurements the last two years in EU and UK to prevent that. What this means for US sellers is there's a, a few, uh, I wouldn't say very complex, but it's good to know and it's, 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 uh, it's something that their accountant can uh, advise them. Um, some steps that they need to take. So for example, have an EORI number, which is a, a, a number for importing things in the UK. Have a UK bank account, uh, have a tax uh, number in the UK. Depending on the type of product, there's different areas to look at as well. It's different selling um, a T-shirt and different, obviously, selling a supplement, for example. So uh, all of this is good to be uh, done by professionals and people who actually know the UK market and this legislation before uh, they send their first shipment and, and, and move their stock there. Awesome, yeah, awesome. We're going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsor. But when we come back, I want to talk more about those features that you had mentioned that maybe we have here in the States and what is new to come from Amazon. So we'll be back right after a quick break. Today's episode is brought to you by Gatita, the global leader in FBA auditing and reimbursements. Get $400 in free FBA reimbursements at gatita.com slash sellernomics. All right, you guys, head over to gatita.com forward slash sellernomics for the first 400 and free FBA reimbursements. We are back with Alex. And Alex, I wanted to ask you again about some of those features and what might be new coming down the pipe from Amazon that's really exciting that sellers should be um, early adopters of, I guess, or take advantage of in the new year. Yeah, I mean, there's a, a quite a lot of features and just for the sake of time, I'm not going to go through all of them, but um, I would say where you can get more info is the Amazon Unboxed event, uh, which was uh, which happened about a month and a half ago in in US and about uh, earlier this month in, in London, actually, which I, I was attending. So uh, if I were to summarize, I would say uh, some of the main ones that stood out for me at least is AI has been introduced in content writing, which helps sellers. Uh, now, people might think that's like a magic wand that's going to solve all their problems. However, we still know uh, how AI works and what's going to happen if everyone uses AI, what the content is going to look like. So how do you differentiate? But that's actually one way that people could actually fast track their listing optimization on Amazon. The other one is, which is really big, is sponsored video. So I'm sure a lot of the listeners here are aware of the three types of advertising with Amazon PPC, so sponsor product, sponsor brand, sponsor display. Now there's a new one being introduced, the sponsor TV. So that's actually quite exciting. Amazon is moving, is investing a lot in um, in uh, platforms like Freebie and uh, and Twitch and other sort of. Uh, TV in new era, I would say, uh, platforms where actually from your Seller Central account, you can be running advertising on specific channels and, and so on. So video is definitely something big and something that people should be using more in 2024. Um, I think these are the main ones that stood out uh, from, from my perspective. And these yeah. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned more, Freebie. But, yeah. Because, mm -hmm. because that was going to be my question was, mm -hmm. I, you know, I don't, I don't want to be like, well, who's watching like cable anymore, but I don't know anybody who's actually paying 
for cable anymore. Like I have a, a Roku TV. My parents have a mm-hmm. Roku. My boyfriend has a Samsung TV. Like, so none of us are really paying for the, the traditional cable services anymore, but we all have the streaming platforms. So yeah. as I'm understanding it, Amazon's going to have placement options on those streaming platforms. Yeah, I mean, one thing for all the um, soccer slash football fans out there, football, we call it this side, soccer, that side, is, uh, for example, Freebie is going to be showcasing a, a UK Premiership next year. So that's actually quite big as a sport event. So what does that mean? Can you advertise your product there? What product would be suitable for that audience? And as we all know that we've been in advertising for a while, when you get an early uh, ent- entrance into this type of advertising, you always are rewarded with good CPCs, low advertising costs, and so on and so forth. So again, the early adopters are going to be the ones who are actually going to be um, reaping the rewards uh, of um, these new types of advertising. And what do you... Sorry, Mm -hmm. real quick. I'm just thinking about like the type of advertising that would be going out on Amazon TV or the TV ads versus because like the content that you put on your listing would need to be different from your Instagram and different from, I mean, how do you see, is it going to be longer form? Cause commercials and ads are usually 30 seconds. I mean, what do yeah. you see for like the, the type of content and do you think it can be AI generated or are the video production yeah. companies going to be very happy about this and have lots of work? <laughs> So, so I would look at it this way. The requirements that as us as customers would have to on a video on something that we see from our laptop are very different from something that we would look at on TV. The, we are used to higher quality uh, video uh, productions. And it's also very common when we do videos to also charge differently for something that is TV quality and different for online your website quality so i if i were to do this i would uh, invest in doing a very good video that is commercial worthy and guess what you can also definitely use it on amazon as well on your listing on advertising uh, and so on and so forth yeah so and alex i just want to the new standard and chop it up sorry rob go ahead mm-hmm. yeah no you're good you're good i, I just want to clarify or ask you the question of are these features available both in the US and UK? Or is there any of these features we're talking about that are only starting on one and maybe eventually we'll get to the other? Uh, yeah. Just, just in case we didn't cover that. Yeah. So uh, I guess it's a trend with Amazon uh, that they first, when they start launching some features, you can call them better features, they first start from uh, home ground, which is a US. So, and then they expand it uh, in other Amazon marketplaces. Uh, so right now we've been seeing a lot of these features uh, in, uh, in US, uh, but we will expect them in Q1, for example, in UK. Not, but Amazon has announced anything on that front, but I know from our experiences, usually that's how it works. And for the the TV ads, it's so interesting to me. Is it available for sellers of all sizes or do they have to meet certain requirements or is it even gated to certain categories? Yeah, so very, very good question. Uh, again, uh, I'm not, uh, I wouldn't say I would call myself a sponsored TV uh, expert just because it's brand new feature, right? So we're, we're experimenting, we're experimenting with a few of our clients right now. So that's actually uh, quite, quite uh, interesting. However, just back on, uh, on your question, um, it's self-service. So uh, unlike DSP, for example, which used to be in the past that you have to 
have certain uh, budget, uh, now you can also use the bit self-service if you, if you have a seat. Uh, the, the whole purpose is that to um, empower individual sellers on Amazon, which make up a big percentage of Amazon. I don't remember the exact number. Don't quote me on this, but it was something like 65 or 70 percent of revenue is from um, not big companies, but individual sellers selling on Amazon, FBA sellers, for example. So uh, empowering them to compete with the big brands for a spot on TV. Yeah, yeah, I, I find it really interesting. So, I'll, I'll, Lisa probably doesn't even know this, but Google, uh, maybe about ten years ago, used to offer basically where you could do it yourself. So you'd make a production video, had to meet certain requirements, and you had to use, I think, one of their production companies or something like that. And you uploaded the video to them, and you could run it on regular TV. Because back when I had my my company when I was selling, we actually used to run ads on uh, on a couple of different TV shows. And we were getting good responses for it, but it was literally, we went to the production company, had it made and we just upload it and then they would pick the kind of times and then they charged you every time it ran. Uh, so it kind of sounds, sounds a bit similar, but uh, I think this could be huge. I mean, especially like Lisa mentioned, everybody's kind of getting away from that, uh, you know, plugged in cable type TV thing to the online. And, you know, with online, they're able to even do it where when they break the commercials, they can be local commercials too. So, or local, you know, targeting versus a kind of like a widespread. So just to probably, that'll be a, maybe another option, right? Are you going to, maybe you sell a product that's more targeted to a certain area or a certain part of the country, or maybe even a state. Uh, so that'd be, it'll be really cool to see this uh, kind of grow. Well, yeah. I want to, I want to shift a little more. I mean, there's some great features. Is there any other features, Alex? That we miss. I don't, I don't want to shift away from this if there's maybe another um, one. I mean, another one that which we've been seeing quite a lot of uh, uh, success is uh, retargeting abandoned carts. So that was uh, one quite interesting, which has been introduced uh, roughly about three months ago, four months ago when Amazon again US. Uh, and this is not for all, uh, this is not available to all sellers because there has to be enough data of abandoned cart, etc., to, to be able to do this. But that has been one very nice, which basically means people who have placed your product into the cart but didn't buy, uh, basically how you target them with a coupon and an offering and so on to help them um, uh, purchase again, which is a very common tactic in the e-commerce world outside of Amazon. Now it's kind of being introduced into Amazon. So that's another very exciting uh, feature. Do you see yeah. any possibility or have you heard anything of being able to advertise on the Echo Dot? I'm not going to say her name because then she'll start talking because <laughs> I, I can't stand when my little notification ring is on. I have to ask her to tell me what the notification is. And I, I can imagine a world where let's say I purchased um, like recently went to Sydney. I had to get a plug converter, right? And maybe there's another product by that brand that they want to serve me an ad for. Is there and having her essentially serve the ad in-house, is there any talks of that? Have you heard? Yeah, there had been about, again, maybe a year and a half, there had been a bit of a, a movement towards, uh, I'm not going to name it because maybe it picks it up from uh, your, your speaker, <laughs> and how they optimize the listings and how people can just say, hey, uh, can you get me this? And then they actually just optimize your listing. But I think the shift has kind of moved from that and moved more more heavily, very heavily on the visual video kind of side of things. 
Interesting. Yeah, that's for sure. So Lisa, I, I got to mention, so I saw this is something kind of new to me. So I just moved recently, Alex, right? Mm -hmm. And the neighborhood I live in now, when I go to order certain things, they're actually, I guess a warehouse is nearby because they're mm -hmm. literally offering to deliver it to me within like two to four hours. But now mm -hmm. I've noticed though, they want to charge me like $2.99, even though I'm a prime member, they want to mm -hmm. charge me $2.99 to get it to me like the same day. And it was, it was pretty, pretty crazy. I've never, the, where I lived prior to this did not have that option. It was probably because mm -hmm. the warehouse is a little bit further away. And then like for, uh, here's a real crazy one. My wife uh, picked something to be delivered the next day without having to pay. And then it gave a time slot. She could have it delivered. She said, ah, four to eight in the morning. So I woke up this morning and there was an alarm at 4 a.m. Somebody was at my door. I thought it was actually somebody stealing a package. It was the guy delivering the package yeah. at 4 a.m. I'm like, oh, wow, that was crazy. So yeah, yeah. You know, those are little things. I, I, you know, maybe I didn't see that they implemented that where you could get it quicker because I just didn't live in the right area. Just like I still don't live in the area where I can get groceries because I'm not close enough to Whole Foods. But I'd mm -hmm. love it if I was to kind of, you know, try that out. So there, there's a lot of, it's interesting how we're talking about these different features and not everybody's going to see some of these features that we're talking about, you know? So uh, it, just keep an eye out, right? So Alex is, the question I'm going for is, where can sellers kind of go look to kind of find out about these uh, new possible features? You mentioned Unboxed. Uh, is there somewhere else that they can kind of keep an eye on as these new features come up? Yeah, so it really depends on how deep they want to go. So one is obviously uh, looking at uh, the Amazon website and uh, Amazon ads specifically. Uh, so uh, they can find a lot of updates there. Uh, the other one is obviously there's uh, uh, certifications on Amazon that you can get for PPC, retail and so on that do include some of these new features. Uh, there's also a lot of announcements from many agencies, Unigas, for example, on their blogs, which summarizes a lot of these things. So, for example, Unbox tends to be an event where a lot of uh, agencies are being invited and not necessarily uh, uh, sellers. So you're going to get the summary of it from uh, sometimes from Amazon directly, but also from other agencies. So that's probably the best places uh, I would look at. Yeah, that's perfect. That's perfect. Uh, Lisa, what, what do we, uh, I I'd like to hear more about Lizat and, and kind of what you guys do and everything. Uh, so why don't you kind of just tell everybody like, what does your company do? How'd you kind of get it started and, mm -hmm. uh, how does it help Amazon sellers? Yeah. So it goes back, uh, six years ago, essentially I started uh, selling on Amazon, um, um, back, uh, in, in the day when UK was in the EU, so it was a bit easier to sell uh, all across EU, uh, not just UK. And then I also had created my own marketing agency at the time, uh, helping uh, websites, SEO, and so on. And it just occurred to me from a from a from meeting someone at an event uh, that their client, uh, which was quite a big client as well, they were struggling a lot with Amazon. And then I was like, they, they were like, "Can you help them uh, sell on Amazon?" Which had never occurred to me. I had a I had a business that was selling on Amazon and I had a marketing agency, but I had never linked the two. And I was like, why would someone need help selling on Amazon? And then I remember all the process that I had to go through. So open the account, verification, hazmat, ungating, sending your first shipment to FBA, labeling, all of this stuff. So then I'm like, yeah, they probably are going to need some help. So that's how it started. Ever since then, we've uh, grown to a team of 26 people. Um, a lot of our staff are Amazon sellers as well. So we know a lot of the tricks, tips, and hacks, essentially, of selling on Amazon from having dealt with them firsthand. 
Perfect. Awesome. And if you guys are interested in hearing Alex's full story, little native plug here, uh, this Prime Talk episode is going to be going out in February. So be sure to subscribe to that show as well. Um, Alex, where can folks reach out and get a hold of you if they have any questions or if they just want to learn more about Lizette? Yeah, uh, well, uh, obviously the, the easiest one would be my LinkedIn. Uh, happy to to get my LinkedIn and uh, website or email. Uh, happy to answer any any questions, really. I always enjoy a lot having conversations with people around Amazon or under account. Uh, for me, just opening an Amazon listing and they have a question, it feels like you're kind of like a doctor trying to find a solution to something. So it's kind of exciting, to be honest. It's not just uh, always like looking at the business side of things. So that's... Um, uh, the easiest way is, yeah, LinkedIn, info at lezat.co.uk or, or our website, whichever of those three. Perfect. And for the audio listeners, that website is lezzat.co.uk. Email address is info at lizette.co.uk. I always want to say Lisette. We have a partner that works at Orange Click <laughs> named Lisette, and that's where my brain always goes to with Lizette. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Um, Alex, thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Rob and Nisa. Thank you very much. It was a real pleasure talking to you. No, thank you. The pleasure is all ours. And thank you so much for everybody who tuned in today. If you guys liked what you heard, please be sure to give us a thumbs up. Share your thoughts with us in the comments. Subscribe to the show and we will see you on the next one. Thanks for joining us this week on the Sellernomics podcast. Special thanks to our sponsor, Gatita. Did you know that Amazon probably owes you money for FBA reimbursements? Get $400 in free FBA reimbursements at gatita.com slash sellernomics. Be sure to join us again next week for more great tips on how to grow your business. And thanks again for listening.